0: Money Pit is presented by Quicken Loans, Lumber Liquidators, Tuft & Needle, Ream, and Home Advisor. Now, here are Tom and Leslie.
1: Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Podcast. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: And we are here for you. If you love decor, if you love remodeling, if you love how-to projects, the first thing you need to do is to call us at 888 Pit because we do too, and we're here to help you get those jobs done. 888 888- is the phone number. You can also post your question online at moneypit.com. Join the Money Pit community, and we would love to help you out. Coming up on today's program, as the weather turns to spring, are you planning a project to improve your outdoor living, but maybe you want to be confident the project is a good investment? Let's face it, not all home improvement projects add value to your house. We're going to share the details on a project that can deliver years of enjoyment and good ROI in just a bit.
2: Plus, if you heat water with an electric water heater, you may know that this is pretty much the most expensive way that there is to get hot water in your home. Well, there's a new water heater on the market that's almost 300% more efficient and may be eligible for hundreds in rebates. We'll share details just ahead.
1: And also ahead, do some of your meals come out half-baked? Well, don't blame the cook. You might be able to blame the oven. We're going to explain why oven temperatures vary and how to fix the problem. But first, we want to hear from you. We want your questions, your challenges, your projects, even your home improvement disasters. Call us right now. We won't judge. The number is 888 Pit. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first?
2: Jeff in Iowa needs some help with a low-flow shower head. In true Seinfeld fashion, you're just not getting a good wash going?
3: No, uh, no, I'm not. Uh, my house is a 1978 ranch. We lived here about 10 years. I've always had good water, what I felt was reasonably good water pressure. Uh still has the original showers and shower heads in it, so I decided to upgrade everything to more eco-friendly stuff, replace the toilets, no problems. But the shower heads, I put these low-flow shower heads on, and it's like the water is just barely... I expected some decrease in performance, obviously, but the water is just, like, falling out of I them. Mean, it's not spraying out like here, yeah, I would expect.
1: Is this just happening at one shower head, Jeff, or is it happening at, at several shower heads? Two shower heads. Two shower heads, okay. So we can rule out any kind of blockage because it wouldn't be happening to both at the same time. Now, what kind of shower heads did you put in there? Can you tell me the brand?
3: Well, the first one was the... The Home Improvement Stores brand shower head. Uh, the, the second one I've got is a water pick. It's it's not the highest end. of You know, I thought maybe I just went too cheap on the first one. So I went kind of middle of the road. Maybe, uh, you know, I didn't know if I maybe needed to upgrade even more or just go back to the old shower head.
1: So when you install a low-flow shower head and you didn't have one before, you are correct in that you're going to get a reduction in the, the power of the shower that perhaps you were used to. Now, there should be an adequate amount of water. The fact that you're not feeling that means that maybe you don't have the red showerhead um, or there's something wrong with the installation. I'd like to, for the purpose of this conversation, rule out the installation, rule out any clogging, although that is entirely possible. And, and you might want to take it off to look behind it to make sure that's the case. Um, but what I would recommend is that you upgrade the showerhead to a name brand like a Moen or perhaps a Delta, because these guys spend a lot of time and a lot of money engineering their shower heads so that they don't decrease performance when they save you water. And the other thing to look for is a certification called WaterSense. And it's sort of like Energy Star for appliances, but it's like measuring water efficiency for for faucets and shower heads.
3: I will definitely give that a try because what, what I got going on now, it takes me so long to shower and get the film rinsed off, I might as well use the high flow.
1: Not going to work, and, right?
3: Then, <laughs> then in and out, you know, it, it, it takes so long. So, yeah, it's not doing the trick. I will uh, I will look into the more expensive one and see what that does for me.
1: All right. Yeah, you can always take it back if that doesn't work. But uh, take a look at the installation first just to be sure. Make sure you don't have any plumbing tape that, uh, you know, got jammed in there or anything of that nature, okay? Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Good luck with that project, Jeff. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
2: Tara in Pennsylvania is on the line with an insect question. How can we help you? <laughs>
4: Hi, um, I was just wondering, we have a bunch of earwigs that's up underneath our siding, and it seems like they're always there, and we were just wondering, you know, what can we do to get rid of them? Is there anything that's attracting them there?
1: Well, look, they're probably looking for food, so something is landing on that siding and, and attracting them. Generally, when they're not up high like that, it's advisable to trap them. Like a trapping program will reduce their population. But if they're up on the side and crawling on the building, i would probably go straight to a pesticide management program, some sort of chemical control. Uh, The University of California recommends um, a pesticide called Spinosad, S-P-I-N-O-S-A-D. And there's a number of commercial products that are available that have that in it. And that should be probably the best way to control them and stop them from coming back, and encourage them to go to somebody else's house to. Infest.
4: It would be helpful. Well, along those lines, uh, is, as far as insects go, um, we get crickets down in our basement every spider crickets. Uh, I I guess they're spider crickets. I'm not sure. Little black crickets, but every year they drive me crazy because my bedroom's downstairs. <laughs> why don't you
1: Why don't you call a uh, a pest control operator like Orkin? And have them just do a general spraying for insects. You can probably, you know, put just the right pesticide in and around your home in a safe and effective way that will reduce both problems, stop the earwigs and stop the crickets and just get you a lot more comfortable.
4: Well, that would be great.
2: And you know what, Tara, with the cave crickets... Um, We get them where I live on Long Island in the basement. And, you know, I I always feel bad when my sister and brother-in-law sleep over because they'll sleep on an air mattress in my basement. And I'm like, the spider crickets are going to leap on you because they totally gross me out. But if you take some double stick tape and just put it around the perimeter of the room, you know, in the interim while you're waiting to treat, they do tend to congregate there and they'll get stuck, and then you can just pick it up and toss it in the morning.
4: Well, that's a good idea. I was just uh, using some, like, indoor spray every year when they come around, and then, you know, I'm sucking up uh, the crickets <laughs> constantly, dead crickets everywhere. And along with them and stink bugs, it hasn't been fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet. You know, Tara, when it comes to making decisions as to whether or not you should go with a professional or use the sort of the do it yourself approach. I always feel that if you go with a pro, they're actually going to use less pesticide than you're applying yourself and it'll be done in exactly the right manner with just the right amount to take care of the problem. I think people tend to overspray when it comes to the over the counter pesticides and actually put themselves in greater danger. Does that make sense?
4: Okay, well thank you very much.
1: Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. For help with your next home improvement project, call us now at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor, where you can get matched with background checked home service pros in your area and compare prices, read verified reviews, and book appointments all online for free.
2: Coming up as the weather turns to spring, are you planning a project to improve your outdoor living, but you need to be confident that that project is a good investment? We're going to share the details on a project that can deliver years of enjoyment and a good ROI when you sell in today's Building with Confidence tip presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Next. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors?
1: Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctor com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's Airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Podcast. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Hey, you're trying to fix up your money pit? Well, we are too, and we're here to help you out. Give us a call right now at 888 Money Pit, 888 666 3974. Presented by Home Advisor.
2: And, hey, going on right now at the Money Pit, we are looking to help you get an amazing night's sleep. That's right. The Money Pit's Good Night Sleep Sweepstakes, presented by Tuft & Needle, is going on right now at MoneyPit.com. Tuft & Needle make the most comfortable mattress on the Internet, and we know because we each have them in our homes, and we love them.
1: Absolutely. There's actually over $4,000 in prizes, including your choice of any size Tuft & Needle mattress, plus pillows and sheets. Enter today at MoneyPit.com.
2: Sparky and George is on the line with a question about cleaning a bathroom. How can we help you today?
5: I live in a subdivision about 65 employees out in the country. I actually test the water on a daily basis for the chlorine and report that at the end of the month to the local provider. I've got a two-bedroom house. In one bathroom, I've got no problem with the water in the tank or the bowl. In the master bedroom, I've got the bath. Uh, where it's got a black ring, water ring, and I've replaced the water line, the inside of the water tank, replaced the entire bowl, and it continues to come up. Even after we clean the bowl, we still get that black water
1: ring.
2: So you're able to remove it, but it comes back.
5: That's
1: correct. And it only shows up on that bathroom and not others.
5: That's correct. And the products that we've gotten from the st- off the sh- store shelf uh, have not been able to help either, and we 've actually gone to the internet and said the more chlorine you put in it, the more of that black ring will come back. but we clean the bath, both bathrooms with the same products
1: Are the toilet 's the same age
5: the same age yes i 've called the water company and they they said they don't they 't have a clue, and I said i 'd sampled the water and tested it every day for the monthly
1: reports I wonder if there 's something different about the porcelain finish on that toilet. For example, if, it, if, one, if, if, if one toilet's finish was, maybe it was scrubbed more over the years and as a result, it's worn off some of its porcelain so it's a bit more porous and becomes more of a trap for uh, bacteria to kind of grow in. And I'm speculating here. I'm kind of shooting from the hips, Sparky, because I know that, uh, that you've tried all of, the, all of the sort of normal things. But it's confusing that it happens just in this one particular bathroom with this one particular toilet. I guess given everything that you've done, have you considered just replacing the toilet and seeing if that does it?
5: Well, that we've done. In fact, I've got to go back and, and you may be on to something because one, one bowl is round, which is the one issue that we've got the other bathroom it is oblong okay. so they work to the same manufacturer but two different bowls
1: that would be the only thing that seems left because you've done everything else
5: I was just wondering if there is some product on the market other than coca-cola
1: <laughs> yeah look there's a lot of products that clean this but it, it's not going to stop it from coming back I mean the, the go-to product for me is CLR have you used that yet no I have not so that's that's an old standby take take a look at CLR calcium it stands for calcium lime and rust it basically is the one of the best toilet bowl cleaners out there, inexpensive, and and give that a shot. But if it continues to develop that issue, I might consider replacing the toilet if it's really bothersome. Either that or get one of those uh get one of those tidy bowl men with the blue dye so you just don't notice it. Correct. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. All right, Sparky, thanks so much for calling us at eight eighty eight Money Pit.
2: Well, now that spring is approaching, millions of homeowners are thinking about ways to improve their outdoor spaces. I mean, why not? We all want to get out there and enjoy that warm weather that, I promise you, is coming. It's just around the corner. (laughs) But not all of those home improvements deliver a return on investment that you can count on. But one that does and has proven to do so year after year is building a deck.
1: Yeah, definitely. Now, the cost of building a deck can vary widely based on the number of levels the deck has, as well as, of course, the deck material. But regardless, decks do deliver one of the 10 best returns on your remodeling investment when it comes time to sell. Building a deck also is going to help your home stand out in the marketplace, which is important because that makes it a much more desirable home to buy. This could increase buyer competition for your home and result in the sale at the highest possible price.
2: And today's Building with Confidence tip has been brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. It's completely online, reduces annoying and time-consuming paperwork, and gives you a real, accurate, and personalized mortgage solution based on your unique financial situation with no hidden fees or hassles.
1: Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently.
2: Penny in Illinois is on the line, and she's dealing with some frost on a meter. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. Well,
4: we have a brand-new home, and the outside is where, like, the meter is and stuff like that. Well, cold air gets in that little pipe area and then comes in through the basement and puts a patch of frost on the wall in the basement downstairs. And I was wondering if there was anything I can do to put something over that gas meter to protect it from getting so cold
1: you don't have to worry about the gas meter getting being protected because gas meters are meant to be outside in all sorts of, of weather. That said, though, if you're getting that kind of cold air in your basement, that's got to be causing you big energy losses. So I would try to seal those spaces where that cold air is getting in to try to keep that space as warm as possible because that is going to add to your heating costs.
4: Okay, but I talked to the builder and he said you really can't do anything inside because then you're looking at a fire fire hazard. Like if you try to insulate inside, then there could be a a fire hazard there.
1: What, in the basement with basement wall insulation?
4: I was thinking like by where the gas meter was. That's what I kind of...
1: Well, but again, you don't have to worry about the gas meter. That said, you can insulate and you you can add insulation... To exterior walls, and you certainly can add insulation near near a gas meter. It's not, it's not like it's a source of flame. Okay, it's a piece of equipment where through which all the plumbing passes. But I mean, it's not like it, there's a there's a flame there. So if your builder is telling you that, it sounds to me like he's trying to get out of a project.
4: Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate right, your honey. help
1: on that. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Tell that guy to get to work.
2: I will. <laughs> Tim in New Mexico is on the line with a question about windows. Tell us what's going on at your money pit.
6: Well, I am um, considering. My wife and I are considering putting in some energy efficient windows, and so we've been shopping that a little bit. And it seems that there's quite a myriad <laughs> of uh, available products in that in that market. And 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 one thing that I was looking at was the um, just the air void type windows versus the gas-filled uh, windows, and um, one salesperson told us that that he recommended that just get the air void because the gas field, uh, that gas after a year or two will dissipate out of the window, which I had never heard that before, but um, in, in essence, you're just left with an air void. So anyway, I was just looking for some guidance in that um, subject.
1: All right. So when you say air void, what exactly do you mean? Because I'm not at all familiar with that term.
6: Uh, well basically, you know, it's a double paned window with which just just dead space in it and there's it's
1: not gas filled per So instead of argon, it's just got air? Right. That's not going to insulate. The reason to use those gases is because the gases are insulating gases. And I don't buy at all the fact that the gases leak out. That's just not true.
2: The you know, only way the gas will leak out is if you have a seal that fails.
1: Yeah, these good quality windows, these seals will these seals will last a long time, you know, 20 years. It's not unusual for these gla- glass seals to last that long. So this sounds to me like, uh, you know, you're getting advice from a salesman that wants to move his product over another one. It's not a given that this gas leaks out in a year. That's ridiculous. I would buy a good quality window from a name manufacturer. You know, buy a Marvin, buy an Anderson, buy a Pella, you know, stick with a good name brand and you're going to get a good quality glass uh, panel there that's going to last a long, long time.
6: OK, OK. I, I believe these were um, Henry Don, I think, was the brand
1: of these yeah I mean there's a lot of really small brands out there that are basically made for the re- for the remodeling industry okay and for the replacement window industry.
2: And they're just manufacturing a replacement window in their own brand. you know they're just putting the whole thing together, but there's not a super manufacturer behind it that, should you have a problem down the road, would have your back.
1: Yeah I would look at the name brand and I would look at also at at uh, Energy Star certified windows. okay. I appreciate it, Tim. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Learning something new every day, Leslie. An
2: air void. I've never heard that term.
1: That's a that's a new one. They turn uninsulated glass into something that sounds good.
2: Right, it's an air void. Oh no,
1: that's an air void.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're going to end up with an air void anyway, at some point.
1: And this window is insulation free, so you're not going to have to worry about any of that pesky insulation getting in the way of you <laughs> of your view. <laughs>
2: Hey, if you get your hot water thanks to an electric water heater, you probably already know this. You've got the most expensive appliance in your home to heat that water that you love to
1: use. Well, there's a new water heater on the market that's almost 300% more efficient, and you might even be eligible for hundreds in rebates. We're going to share those details just ahead.
2: Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy.
6: The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com.
1: Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Podcast. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, now that Valentine's Day is over with, Why not keep that romance flowing with a potentially romantic home improvement like new bedding? You can enter the Money Pit's Good Night Sleep Sweepstakes presented by Tuft & Needle, makers of the most comfortable mattress on the Internet.
1: Yep, there's over $4,000 in prizes, including your choice of a Tuft & Needle mattress. You can choose any size you want, plus pillows and sheets. Enter today at MoneyPit.com, and you can even earn more chances to win by visiting Tough the Needle's website at tn.com slash MoneyPit or even sharing the sweeps online with friends. Enter today. It's all at MoneyPit.com.
2: Chris in Arkansas is on the line with a painting question. How can we help you today? Well, I bought a house, and it has two bathrooms, and... The tile sink and
7: tubs are baby pink and baby blue. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Well, (laughs) not exactly uh, what I had in mind. (laughs) But um, I was wondering if if you can successfully, until I get to redo the bathrooms, if you can successfully paint over them without it looking terrible.
2: Uh, Yes and no. I mean, you can there's a quite an extensive process to it to make sure that it, you get proper adhesion, that it sticks very well. However, whenever you're dealing with a painted surface and water is involved and areas that you have to clean as well, you're going to get some wear and tear. So I don't think it's the best idea. I mean, there are kits that you can buy online. Basically, if you want to do it without a kit... And of course, then you don't want to paint the grout, but a lot of people do paint the grout. And then that looks weird also. So you got to think about all these things, but you're going to want to use a very, very durable oil-based primer. And of course, you've got to clean those tiles very, very well before you even think about putting a drop of primer on them.
1: And I think Sherwin-Williams actually makes a primer that, that is super, super adhesive. And the reason I know about this is because the way they demoed it was by painting it on tile and then putting a second layer of paint on it. But even though it's a really adhesive paint, I agree with you completely that it, that eventually in a very short period of time, especially if you're cleaning the surface, uh, you're going to start wearing through it.
7: Okay. Um, and like I said, not knowing if I could or not, I just was, you know, thinking if I could buy myself some time and just paint it until I can redo, or maybe it's sounding like I should just wait. So I can
1: redo well, you know the the bad news about those old tile bathrooms is that they have you know these uh, very traditional like 1960s like colors. Um, the good news is that the tile quality is usually really good, and the way it 's installed is really solid and um, that 's why, if at all possible, maybe you could think about decorating around this tile. So you said that you have, is it pink and blue?
2: Yeah. You know, with the pink, I think we're seeing such a big trend in pink really making comeback in bathroom spaces. You know, you could go overload on the pink. You can add in florals. You can add in different tones of pinks. You can sort of tone it down with neutral beiges and grays and hints of gold and sort of make it like glamorous and more girly. You know, there are ways you can do that. Blue tile, I feel like, you know. It's just a poor choice. Blue tile is blue tile. <laughs> I totally agree with you. <laughs> you know, maybe everything else goes like super clean, but I just feel like if you attempt to paint the tile, you're going to be sad in the long run, and it's gonna, it will perhaps motivate you to do the permanent work more quickly.
7: Okay, well, exactly that, and that's what I, that's why I called. I, I, I just wasn't sure if, if there was some miracle cure that I, you know, hey, this works great or not, and um, I am. Ha- Trying my best at decorating around, but um, the pink, yes, has worked better than the blue.
1: At least we solved half the problem, Christine.
7: <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much.
1: Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Well, electric water heaters are not an appliance that most folks choose. It's pretty much what you're stuck with if you own a home that does not have access to gas or, or even oil heat. And electric water heaters are very expensive to run. That's why nobody chooses it. And they can really drive up your home's utility costs.
2: Well, there is some good news for all of those owners out there of electric water heaters. Rheem is out with a brand new product called the Rheem Hybrid Water Heater. Now, this water heater is the smartest, quietest, and most efficient water heater on the market. It features heat pump technology, which makes it 282% more efficient than those standard electric water heaters. And that's a big relief for those costly electric bills.
1: Yep, and this hybrid water heater has an estimated energy cost savings of up to $4,700 over 10 years. The heat pump technology uses air temperature to heat the water, which makes it super efficient. It delivers up to about 475 bucks in energy cost savings every year. And frankly, at that rate, it's going to pay for itself in just two to three years. And there's even areas of the country where utilities are offering hundreds of bucks in rebates you might be able to take advantage of.
2: Now, besides being the most efficient water heater, it's also the smartest. It even has a built-in leak detection system and built-in Wi-Fi, so it can send alerts directly to you like those leaks are happening when you're away.
1: The Rheem Hybrid Water Heater is available at the Home Depot and homedepot.com. You can also look up utility rebates in your area by visiting reem.com slash hybrid savings.
2: Head to Pennsylvania where Mike has a question about a bathtub. What can we help you with? I have an old
6: um, uh, steel tub that's actually rusting out and had a few quotes on having it refinished versus... Uh, you know, there's, there's companies out there that'll put vinyl inserts and all, or is it better just to have it ripped out and put a brand new tub in?
1: I would vote for having it ripped out and putting in a brand new tub because I don't think that you're going to be able to refinish it and be happy with that. Uh, most of the refinishing, if it's done professionally, it can be okay. But man, I'll tell you what, it's a it's an awfully big project. It's a very messy project. They have to use some pretty coarse chemicals to uh, prep that tub and get it ready for the new finish. And then the new finishes are certainly not going to last as long as the original finish. So I think it's probably a good option for either a new tub or you could do uh, sort of a tub insert. There are companies out there that make inserts that fit inside the existing tub. Uh, priced, uh, not so coincidentally, just slightly less than tearing out the tub and starting right. from scratch.
2: But it's done in the day.
6: <laughs> All right. I just I appreciate that. Thanks for your
1: time. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
2: Just ahead, does your oven temperature seem to be a little off? Well, if your culinary masterpieces are coming out half-baked, you might need to check your oven out. We'll tell you what to look for after this. You live
3: in a Money Pit
6: Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at
2: HomeAdvisor.com.
1: This is the Money Pit Podcast. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Post your home improvement or decor question right now to the Money Pit's community page at MoneyPit.com or call us 24-7 at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by home Advisor.
2: Belinda in Kansas, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today?
0: I'm living in this apartment. It's a senior Complex. Uh, it was an old school at one time. It's three stories. It was completely gutted. Everything's new on the inside. Uh, new double pane windows. But I'm. It's in the northeast corner of the building, and I'm having an awful lot of problems with draft, and then cold air uh, coming from the walls underneath the windows. Cause it's it's brick and stone on the outside. And so there's the air pocket and the inside wall. And so at night, it's like living inside a refrigerator and trying (laughs) to... Really, really, and trying to...
1: That does not sound very pleasant. It's
0: not. It's not. I lay in bed at night, and I I don't sleep because I'm just listening. It's a heat pump, too, that they put in these. And so it's going all night long. It never shuts off. And so I'm just wondering if they would or... You know, they probably could if, if they would, because the National Historic Association is also in on this, being it's an old building.
1: So so you're essentially wondering, Belinda, what you can do because you're a tenant, right? So you don't own the building. Right, you can't right. you can't replace the windows. So what are your options? So you have a couple of options. So first of all, if you wanted to spend some money, you could order interior storm windows, but of course, You'd have to be custom-made to fit the to fit the windows, and they may be pricey. If you want an inexpensive option, there's two ways to go. One thing is you can use shrink film, which is basically a window film that gets uh, essentially double-faced tape to the inside trim, and then you use a hairdryer to shrink it so it's taut and clear. And the other thing that you can use is uh, weather stripping. Um, caulk weather stripping. Basically, it's a temporary caulk product, and it's clear like a silicone, but it's not silicone. And you essentially caulk your windows shut with this temporary caulk. And then in the spring, you can peel it right off. It comes off like in a rubbery strip. Now, the only thing bad about using the temporary caulk is that you will not be able to open or close the window once it's done because it's pretty much sealed shut. So you don't want to do this to like your bedroom window where you may have to use it to get out in the event of an emergency.
0: <laughs> Actually, they pretty much tried all that. They, they See, the problem is the National Historic Association won't let them do a lot of stuff. And they hadn't coughed around the cracks where the frame of the windows meet the window sill, and along the walls. So they came up, they did that.
1: So let me say that again, Belinda. We're not talking about caulking outside the window. We're talking about caulking, caulking inside the window. So basically right around the sash, where the sash meets the sill, where the sash meets the jam, those are the areas that you typically would not caulk. You would never caulk. But if you use the temporary weather stripping caulk, you can caulk right over those seams where all of the air gets in. And then again, in the spring, you grab a little little end of it and you peel it and it comes off in one usually one solid piece. It works quite well. Uh, you may have to order it if you don't find it on your store shelves. I know uh, Red Devil makes a one called Seal and Peel so you could look at uh, look up that brand. Belinda, thanks so much for calling us at 1888 Money Pit.
2: Hey, have you ever wondered why you get such inconsistent results from your oven-baked culinary masterpieces? If you find out that your baked dishes just aren't coming out right every single time, don't blame the chef. Maybe I should start using this around my house. And I went to culinary school. Hey guys, <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the, the oven? oven. Totally the oven. But really, you know, it's possible that your oven's built in thermostat isn't working exactly the way it should be.
1: And it's really surprising how inaccurate some of those thermostats can be. So it's a good idea to check yours at home. Now, I used to test this all the time in the 20-plus years I spent as a home inspector. And what we would do is we would put an oven thermometer, and the glass bulb kind are the best ones, in the oven and heat it up to 350. And it's best to let it sit there for a while. You want it to cycle on and off at least two or three times before you read it. This way, you're going to get a really accurate reading. And then once you open the door, you're going to read it pretty quickly. If it doesn't reflect the temperature that you set on the dial, then you know right away something isn't right.
2: So what exactly could be wrong? Now, there are several possibilities. Over time, the rubber gasket around the oven door itself, it can become torn or stretched out of shape or even just simply deformed. Now, that's going to cause heat to escape from the oven. So first, inspect the gaskets to make sure that they're in good condition and they're still doing their job. If not, replace those.
1: Now, the other way heat can get escaped from your oven and kind of mess with the temperature is that the oven door isn't closing properly. The oven door needs to close evenly and form a really nice tight seal. If it doesn't, you want to check for broken or bent door hinges or door springs. Listen, if you got kids, man, I hate this, but they open the door and sometimes try to stand on it. That's why you always (laughs) have to have the anti-tilt brackets on these things, but they can all ruin the oven's ability to hold its temperature. The good news is they can all be replaced, and some of the replacements are pretty inexpensive. And this way, you're going to become a much better cook in the process. If you get that oven to hold that temperature steady, all the recipes will magically yeah, start to right. work out. Folks <laughs> will wonder, you know, what happened? Why is all of your baking like perfect now? All the cakes, all the pies, all the roasts, never have an issue, never overcooked, never undercooked. It's just better. So don't tell them that you fixed the thermostat, right? Just sort of take credit for it. I
2: tell you, Tom, with my boys, Henry never did anything with the oven. But Charlie, I would turn the corner and he'd be in the warming drawer At least once a week. <laughs> hey, are you tired of those same boring cabinets? Well, dress them up with fabric. I'm going to tell you how You live in a body pit.
6: The Money Pit is presented by Tuft & Needle, makers of the Internet's most comfortable mattress. Want to win a Tuft & Needle mattress, pillows, and sheets with up to $1,000 for your home? Enter the Money Pit Good Night Sleep
1: Sweepstakes
2: today at moneypit.com.
1: Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And
2: I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Hey, what are you working on? We are here to help. Call us at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. Hey, are you ready for a basement makeover you can enjoy all year long? Home advisor can instantly match you with the right pro for the job for free.
2: All right, but looking for a pro right at this moment, you've got two of them right here with Tom and myself, and everybody loves to post their questions online, and we're going to grab one there that George posted. Now, George writes, does it ever make sense to make a two-story house a one-story home? We like our location, but we don't need the room anymore. We need a new roof, so this feels like the right time to make this big change if we're going to do it. I mean, that's a massive undertaking, not to mention, I think, weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are going to really wonder what happened to your house. I Listen, I know I get that you love the neighborhood, George, but it believe me, it is not worth taking that house down to half its size. I mean, why would you kill its value like that? I mean, structurally, you can do it, but you're going to really hurt its value. If you're concerned about your ability to use the house as you grow older, there's a lot less expensive ways than cutting the value by uh, by tearing it down, you know there's actually a class of contractor called a certified aging in place specialist. These are folks that are specially trained to make the house accessible. Which does not underline does not mean making it kind of hospital esque. There are so many great manufacturers out there today that have beautiful trim and furnishings and hardware that's just easier to use if you have limited um, physical abilities. And it doesn't look like, you know, a stainless steel kind of hospital, you know, physical therapy studio. And so I would tell you to look at improvements like that and forget this idea of taking down the second floor of the house. Well, if you're tired of old cabinets or furniture, but you don't have the budget to replace them, you can totally change the look with some decorative fabric panels. It's not a hard project. And Leslie's going to tell you how. She's got the step-by-step in this week's edition of Leslie's Last Word. So, Leslie... How do we get this project done?
2: You know, this is really a project I've done in my lower-budget home makeover TV shows because you want to change the looks of the cabinets. Painting the cabinets on a short amount of time isn't always ideal because the prep work is super important, and you want to make sure paint sticks. But you can change the look of a cabinet door face or even the drawer fronts by adding a panel that's covered either in fabric or wallpaper. Now, the easiest way to do that is to get, like, a rigid hardboard, whether it's, like, a quarter-inch Luan something that'll hold its shape. You don't want to use like foam core or paper. You want something that's like a lumber material. So I always go with hardboard or Luan and then decide how much of that door front and drawer front you want to cover. Are you going to see an inch around of the existing door frame of the existing cabinet door rather or the drawer? So decide what that is and then have all of those pieces cut to size. And then simply cover it with your fabric or your wallpaper and either use a a very thin staple on the backside if you're using fabric or a good double stick adhesive if you're using wallpaper and then go ahead and attach those to the cabinet and door fronts with a little finishing nail or a crown stapler something like that that doesn't go all the way through the door so it's not going to poke you anytime you're going into those cabinets and it really does a great job of just updating that look it really will buy you so much more time in that kitchen without spending a ton of money at this point. You know what I'm saying? And you could love it, you know?
1: Sounds like a great weekend project. Coming up next time on the program, if the sight of a crack in your home's foundation kind of is sending a shiver of fear up your spine, not to worry. Not all cracks need to be so terrifying. We're going to help you sort out the simple from the serious on the next edition